0: Welcome to the Rhonda Conger Show. It's a thing. You have to know that I'm so glad you're here. Grab a pen and paper. I'm here to fill your tank. Let's go. I cannot believe it happened. I cannot believe that I put it on my bucket list and it happened. And I'm going to share it with you today. I'm so sad you all couldn't have been there because that would have been magical. What am I talking about? Take me to church, baby. Take me to church. Kirkpatrick Memorial Community Church asked me to speak on Sunday at their service, and I said yes. I said a resounding yes. And I'm gonna tell you why. Some people are like, what? I think even uh, Tesha on my team, who I love and adore, was like, what's up with Pastor Rhonda? You can call me whatever you like. But I'm telling you right here, right now, I love it all. Speaking at a church has been on my bucket list. Check, check. And I'm telling you, there'll be more. And I'm going to kind of show you why. So hang with me. It's going to be fun. I promise. Can I just do a side note on my voice, though? So here's the deal. Can you hear that plane above me? Jeez, they're loud. Sorry. Focus. Let's talk about my voice here for a second. So, uh, I don't know. I was at a function a couple of weeks ago and I ran into some wonderful humans that I had not met before, but they do listen to my podcast, which I am forever grateful. If you were listening, I love you and thank you. Please know that. I just love that. So, when people come up to me randomly and are like, I listened to your podcast, I literally just want to like squish your face, squish you. Like, "Mm, I love it. And then you know what it does? It gets me motivated, it gets me jacked to do another one for you. I'm a little bit behind right now and I'm catching it. So stay with me. But that kind of energy I love, I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to get back on the horn. I got to, I got to get in there. So let's talk about my voice though. So the funniest part is they come up to me and they're like, we listened to your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I love you. And they're like, here's what we think though. We think like, you must be super tired. And it's like 1am and they like stick a mic in your face and you have to talk because that's kind of what you sound like sometimes. (laughs) Let me tell you this. It is not 1 a.m. I am not a 1 a.m. girl. However, it might be that maybe I am a little tired or maybe it's late in the day. Or if you've listened to earlier podcasts, I do have a small trachea vocal cord issue. So that's okay though. We play through. We're here for it. We're here for it all. But I have to tell you, I thought that was the funniest thing I'd heard that they thought I was up at 1 a.m. doing podcasts. No sir. No sir, I love you all, but come on now, come on now. So uh, we gotta get by, I I just love that story. But hang with me, raspy voice, good voice, whatever voice, just know that I'm here for you, and I love every second of it. But I gotta go to church, you wanna go to church with me? Let's go. I wanna talk about how some of this started. So whenever I talk, and you know I talk all over, right? So I talk to all different types of people, because I love people. don't care where you work, what you do. I'm your girl. If you ask me, there's a high probability I'm going to come and speak to you and your group. If it works, just know that high probability. And what happens is, is when I speak, you know, at the end, people come up to me and they hug me and they kiss me and they want me to sign their books and their chest and all sorts of fun stuff. And what happens though, is almost every time I speak, someone will come up, and they'll hug me, they'll get real close, and they'll come in my ear, right? And they'll be like, hey, you know that what you say is in the Bible. Yeah. Yep. I do. I absolutely do. And I love it. And I love that you know. I'm not trying to fool anyone. I'm not trying to like sneak something in. I'm just talking about things that are good and right and that we need and that I need. And I'm bringing them to the easiest format that you can possibly think of. I'm a simple girl with, I can't say simple needs because that's not true. I am high maintenance when it comes to needs. Let's be honest. Have you seen my boots? Please. So no, no. I am a simple girl though. So that's what I love to do. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I just spoke at this wonderful church and at the end, the pastor jumped up and I loved what he said. He said, I love the energy that she brought. And I love how insanely simple she made all of these things that are in the Bible and that might seem big or large or whatever it is. And he was much more eloquent than that, but she made them simple. She made them easy. And that's kind of what I want to show you today. So, yes, I do sneak some things in on you cuz I think they're that good. But then there's also another thing. When people are like, "I don't get this whole church thing and this whole God thing Rhonda and I don't really am picky or care who you believe in spiritually, who your God is or who any of that. I I'm here for everyone but you listen to me. So I want to share mine. So you understand things that have happened to me or impacted me and why I do the things that I do. So I'm going to take you to this amazing store in Caldwell, Idaho, small town used to be way smaller when I was a little girl, much bigger now, but still small town. And they had this store called Pennywise. And it was just like every Thing you could imagine like a old school Target. How about that? Just like drugstore, like old school drugstore just had like toys and oh my gosh, paper and cards and gift wrap and god only knows what else. Anyways, I'm seven years old and I'm in Caldwell, Idaho for the summer visiting my aunt, my mother's sister. Hold on, I have to stop for a second. So, small disclaimer. I really don't want to cry on this podcast, so I am going to be strong and so are you when I tell you this story. But this story is really, really important. In church, I couldn't keep it together. But I think it's because I had so many loved ones. Like my family was there. My team was there. Some amazing humans that I love and adore that feel like family more than friends were there as well. So it was a, it was really hard for me to tell the story. And, and honestly, at church, um, was the first time I had shared it with very many humans. I'm excited to share it with you too. So you kind of understand where this all comes from, but we're going to, we're going to do this together. I'm going to, I'm going to be strong and you're going to be strong. And okay. So we're in Pennywise with my aunt. I'm seven years old. I used to only go there in the summer to see them. So once a year, it was always one of my favorite memories and times as a child, by the way. So I'm seven years old and I pick out this Bambi. It's like this huge stuffed Deer that looks like Bambi, and I just was so enamored by it and love with it, and i it's just massive. It's almost the size of me as a seven year old little girl, and I grab it and we we get in the car, and she doesn't start the car, my aunt Betty, and she's just the most amazing woman um, and uh, I'm breathing, stay with me. and so we get in the car, and I've got the stuffed animal and and she just stops and she says, before we go, we need to talk for just a minute. And it's one of those moments that you'll never forget. It's like a snapshot in your mind. Snapshot, just a picture. And I can just picture it plain as day. And she says, I I need to give you a trick, Rhonda. I need to give you a trick. She says, I only get to see you once a year. And I can't always be there for you like I would like to. So In the times that I can't be there for you, I want to share my trick with you. And she said, up until now, your life has been hard. And for those who don't know, I'll just give you a quick mini version. My mother um, dies in a car um, accident, um, rolled her car four times and died um, in Caldwell, actually, when I was four years old. Um, so motherless, and then here I am at seven, another stepmother, um, I should say a stepmother. Um, oh, just that's where I am with my life. So up, up until then, I'm seven years old and life has been hard. She was correct. And she says, up until now, your life has been hard, but I have to tell you, it's not going to get easier. And I need you to be prepared for that. And so I need to give you a trick. And that trick is, I want you to give it to God. When things get too heavy and you can't hold on to them, when things get too hard and you don't know what to do with them, you don't know why they're happening to you, and you don't understand them, and they're hurtful, I need you to give it to God. She changed my life. She changed my life that day. She was 100% correct. My life was going to get a whole lot harder. I came back that summer, and my father had left his second wife and had moved on to wife number three, brought some stepchildren with him, and life just got real muddy and real murky and real hard for quite some time. I needed that trick. I used that trick, and Betty is one of the great loves of my life, and I will never, ever forget that statement and what it did for me. There was times when, why I think this statement is so huge, give it to God, is that there were times in my life when I had no one, when you don't have a mother, and you don't have a father that's there for you and does really horrible things, and you don't have anyone else at times. You need someone else. You need someone else to give it to, to help you with it, to keep you strong. And that's what I did. So that Sunday in the church was my thank you to my Aunt Betty. My Aunt Betty passed away recently. And I believe that that was my way of giving thanks for that amazing woman for helping me all those years ago and being such a strong, loving, grateful heart force of a woman, you would have all loved her. Okay, on a scale of one to 10, I think I did pretty good of keeping it together. Not amazing, but pretty good. I needed to share that story with you because I had a lot of people saying, what's with the church? Why are you going to the church? And I hope that understands. I hope that like explains and helps you understand some of the reason. I want to share two other things that I did in church that day that I think are really, really important. And I think it will help you kind of understand me a little bit better. If you've heard me speak over the years, you've heard me say this statement over and over and over and over and over again, what you think about, you bring about. What you think about, you bring about. I firmly believe that. So two years ago, I said to Tara, I want to speak at a church. I want to speak at a church. It's on my list. I want to do it. I want to speak at a church. And she was like, and of course, you know, Tara, she's just like, sure, let's do it. I'm in, we're doing it. Right. we just were like, have no idea how it's going to happen when it's going to happen. But I wanted to put that over my life. We say it, we say it, I say it in passing again, it's coming. We're going to do it. Then I watched Jesus revolution. And now I want a revolution. That's next by the way, that'll be breaking news. Just check. Anyway, sorry, I digress. And so what you think about, you bring about. So I think about it, I talk about it, I throw it out there, I put it in the universe, and then what happens? This amazing human named Christy Renfro had seen me speak at another event. She emails me and says, will you come speak at Kirkpatrick Memorial Community Church? I think it had to be the fastest yes I've ever answered to a speaking engagement. It had happened. What you speak about, you bring about. I had brought about, I firmly believe, the church. And do you realize that that's really from Proverbs 4 of 23? And it says this, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. They're much more eloquent than I am. What you think about, you bring about is how I look at it. But I kind of like the caution here. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. What kind of life do you talk about? What kind of life do you want? Are you spreading love and gratitude and joy or fear and anger and lack? So see how I weave that in there? I don't even know that you, you've been, right? That you've heard me say that a million times, but that's where it came from. I'll give you another one that you hear from me all the time. You hear this all the time from me. And it's love wins, right? you hear me say love wins all the time. And if you look at, there's a statement in the Bible that says, let all that you do be done in love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all that you do be done in love. Where do you think love wins comes from? That's where. So, I just don't think it matters where it comes from or how you say it or how you listen to it or what you believe or who you believe. I just want to know that you're on the hunt to be better, to be a better human, to give out love and gratitude and joy and fill space with energy. It's another thing the pastor said that day, after I got done speaking, he got up, he's like, do you feel the energy? Do you feel the love? Man, I hope so. Man, I hope so, because that's where that comes from. I'm going to leave you with one last thought. If some of you are still thinking about my Aunt Betty's message to me that from then until I was seven years old, three to seven, life hadn't been good to me, been hard, and then when she said it, it was going to get harder and I needed to be ready for it, I leave you with... One last thought, and you've heard this from me before, but you can never hear it enough. I could never hear it enough. I need it just as much as you do. And remember, it's the philosophy of this. Amore fate. Love your fate. Accept the facts that all events occur for a reason, and that it's totally within your capacity to see this reason as positive. Jim Conger, that hot guy I hang with, he would tell you, all those hard things, all these things in my life have made me who I am. So I want to rejoice in them. I want to say thank you for my fate. I want to love it all. I want to embrace it and try to find the good. Try to find the positive. That's what I want for all of you. Let all that you do Be done in love. Love wins. What you speak about, you bring about. Can I get an amen? Because church has come to a close. I hope that you've loved it as much as I have. I hope that when I have a revival, and I will, what I speak about, I bring about. And I want a revival. I want hundreds of people coming together to give out love and gratitude and to fill our tanks and to love our fate, to love life. I want a really big life for all of you. So I'll see you at my revival, but amen, church is over. Remember, I love you. Be great, be great, be great, be great. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Conger Show. Do you want to keep growing and getting better? This just in. You can have the life you dream of. Head on over to rondaconger.com. Don't you dare put an H in that name. R-O-N-D-A-C-O-N-G-E-R.com. I hope that you will dive into my five books. Better Human. Better Thinking. You Go First. Leading Through Extraordinary Times. And my newest book, New Market, New You. I love that you are listening. We need you. I love that you want to grow. I hope that you go out there and get more. Wishing you the best day. Let's-